Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Thank you so much for your patience. This time in New York has really been a turning point for me in life. I really hope you enjoy part two of the episode with Aditya. I meet this dude in December. And he's not my type because I don't like hot, pretty boys. I appreciate a good looking guy, but I kind of like a nerd. Slash teddy bear. Slash teddy bear. Yes. Basically Nerds me. and teddy bears <laughs> with dad bods. So All me. he's 6'2". Good looking, younger, and my intuition's already like, this guy is not done exploring, hunting and gathering. Mm -hmm. Like he's gonna wreck you. And I wasn't really into him. I don't feel like we had a connection that first date. Mm -hmm. He thought we did. Oh boy. And he was super into me, came on really strong. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if this is relatable to you. I feel like a lot of people connect with me. I don't connect with a lot of people. That I completely understand. I not to jump in, but I've been on dates where at the end of it, they'll, you know, message and say, I had a really good time. We should go out again. And I'm just like, were we on the same date? Like, yeah. of course you had a good time. I was there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like we're a great human being. Anyone has a good time with me. I didn't have a good time with you. Literally. <laughs> so the guy was like, I had an amazing time with you. I haven't laughed that much in so long. Like, I want to see you again. And right off the bat, I was like, 
I'm going to chew this guy up and spit him out like he's not really, you know, we're not on the same wavelength. And I rejected him and I blew him off, except he read me like a book, honey. And he said, you know, I think you're so closed off. You're so guarded. You reject everybody. And guess what? He was right. I do. And I'm here nervous because the last two times I did like guys, one was a 5'7 leprechaun that was <laughs> engaged and I didn't know and I fell hard since my ex. <laughs> and the other dude was like well-established Silicon Valley guy who was a burner. He loved Burning Man. And then like on date eight, like after I had fallen for him hard, told me he was bi. Okay. <laughs> so I'm already own, yeah. like, you know, I'm not dealing with this nonsense. And this guy's younger. I'm kind of looking for someone serious. And I didn't want to get married until COVID. So so let me just jump in. Why are you going for the th younger 31-year-old guys who are still kind of in that F, can I say F boy mode? Fuck boy mode. Fuck, yeah. Because I was set up and I've been being told to be open. Okay. All right. And so I'm like, why not? See, because for me, I don't think I would date any girl under the age of 30 because, you know, I think in the same way, like girls are always still, I know there's this idea that girls are looking to get married ASAP. That's just not true, right? Like a right. lot, I think at 30, 31, 32, sure. But I think in late 20s, girls are still trying to have fun. And especially as we're, you know, approaching PQAP and end of COVID summer, like girls are going to be like, yeah, let's have fun. Like you'll be one of my three guys I'm seeing. And I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, same, but just, same. I'm just, I'm just saying like, just to be clear, like, uh, know what you're looking for and the person you're dating, what they're looking for. Be on the same page. So this guy sold to me that he was ready, but I'm very intuitive. We're empaths. I was like, you're not done. You're not done fucking around. Mm -hmm. But he was really into me. And I do believe, like you said, he had never met anyone like me. Mm -hmm. It's probably true. Most people haven't met anyone like us. I know. It's unbelievable. So he's from New York and he leaves. And we keep in touch, of course, but I can see that I've rejected him and he doesn't really want anything to do with me. And if you know me, I'm very friendly and I'm like, well, I still want to be friends. And I know that's kind of bullshit, but I do what I do best, which is I just start sending memes. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really respond. I mean, he responds because he doesn't want to be rude, but I could see like, I think I'm just annoying this guy. I've rejected mm -hmm. him and he's probably like, go away. Like you're a bitch. And that was it. But what he said to me of how you're just always going to reject everybody, mm -hmm. it stuck with me and it kept replaying in my head, not going to lie. And I actually had January to self-reflect on that. I'm like, you are closed off. You do have walls up because you don't want to get hurt. Maybe you should be vulnerable. We're the same person. January was also my self-reflection <laughs> period and something similar came out. There you go. So then I get to New York. This is my second week here. And I have all these guys that want to meet me. It's the brown boy Mecca. I have a date every day of the week mm -hmm. lined up, except all I want to do is see this guy because whatever he did, he fucked with me. I don't know, but the guy's in my brain. So living rent free. Living rent-free in my head, honey. 
He's really hot, so he can. They always they are. Always they always hot. are. So then <laughs> I call him and we have a mantra. Shoot or shoot, baby. Shoot or shoot. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. Shoot your shot. <laughs> so I already feel like I've wrecked this guy, kind of. I've rejected him. He's kind of ignoring me through DMs. But I'm in New York. Why not meet him? So he, of course, agrees to meet me. We end up having like a three-hour meeting at a bar. And the convo is incredible. And I feel this connection. And I'm like, maybe something could happen here, you know? I'm not looking for him to be my boyfriend or my husband. But mm -hmm. until PQAP, why not see where this goes? Like, so I told him at the end. I was like, I really feel like we have a connection and I want to date you. And during the entire convo, I knew he wasn't into me, but I thought, why not? Because maybe he's Go not into it. it, into it because I rejected him. And he told me verbatim, I really like you, but I'm not romantically interested in you because you made me reflect. Oh my God. And... I think I need to work on myself. I'm still not over. My ex. Or... My ex. <gasps> crushed. I mean, I mean, the the sad thing is you can't fault someone for wanting to work on themselves. No, because we've been doing that. <laughs> Except I was not prepared. It doesn't matter how much therapy, meditation, self-help. So I think the, the key takeaway, at least from my experience and, and listening to yours is Maybe we need to be better at dealing with the downs, right? Because like the you have to expect the downs and the mess up situations will happen. And instead of like taking two, three years off of therapy or whatever, like maybe it should be two, three months, right? And that's what people tell me. I don't know, dude. I went home and I cried for two days. And I couldn't tell you because you were in your situation, which <laughs> we'll get to. And I didn't want to bring you down. That's true. I was already being brought down, so it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> so here was this guy I met in December, thought about all kind of January. Mm -hmm. February was like whatever, shit to do. Came to New York. He was like the only guy I kind of had on my mind, even though I'm booked with all these dates, but he's the one on my mind. See him, get wrecked, go home, cry for two days, and... I don't know, dude. I'm still, I still wake up queasy. It's been a week. I'm still not okay. And he was very nice about it. He's like, I still want to see you, but I know it's difficult, but the ball's in your court. And I'm like, I still kind of want to be friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the spirit of shooter shoot, I put myself out there. I was vulnerable and I'm recovering now. Let me tell you, shooter shoot is all fun and games. Until you get your heart broken. <laughs> I, my heart is broken. Oh, man. But the other difficulty is, like I said, I find it hard to connect with people. And I actually connected with him. But I realized I connected with him on the deep, dark, chaotic, intense stuff. The stuff that's passionate. Probably not the healthy stuff. No, no way. It's never the good stuff never. you connect on. No, I wish. That, I, honestly, that's probably why it doesn't work out for us. Right. Because we like 
the darkness. Ugh. And we're light, fun, awesome people, but, but we have, we're deep. There's like a weird black cloud, I feel, always around us. And I think we attract toxic toxicity, right? I, but I also, I'm not a fool. I don't want to help anybody or save anybody either. Right. But I like a little bit of darkness okay. in people. Like people who felt and lived a little. Hmm. I get that. People who, like this guy had been to therapy. He had his I think everyone emo should, feelings. Everyone should go to therapy. So I'm used to doing the rejection. Because I don't think I'm hot shit. But I don't really find most people interesting. Mm. And so for me to get rejected, it was also like a tantrum was being thrown. Mm. I was like being a spoiled little brat who didn't get what they wanted. There was that too, mm. to be honest. That yeah. was part of it. <laughs> and so here we are now. Yeah, I be normal. My advice is to not lock it. I know this is kind of crazy. Don't fixate or lock it on one person. You should date multiple people. And I am. Okay. And but you know that. I, but you also shouldn't get your… It's not the physically dating. It's the emotional or the feelings. Because I feel like you you can. And I, my, in my experience, have dated four or five girls at once. And there's always one. They're like, this is the main one. And everyone else is just practice or whatever. Right. Or, the, or the backup, you know. Uh, you can't really… I think you just have to treat everyone the same. And just be like, having a good time. Going out. Meeting these different people. If it works out with any of them, it's great. If not, I met some cool people. And I would not have been wrecked if I was in the comfort of… Chitra's palace with my neighbors and my friends, I would have probably fucking laughed it off. But the fact that I was in New York where I spent so many years with my ex, mm. I'm in this apartment alone, getting wrecked, going through all these emotions because I haven't been out into the dating world. Mm. And I'm going like zero to a hundred, like from no dating, living in my mom's house to now being in an apartment alone. I have six dates lined up and the one date I wanted rejected me. It's a lot. And, and how are you finding these days? Is is you says it's mostly through friends, but otherwise one. There's a few apps. Thing. Okay. There's a few apps in there, and actually the front runner right now, honey, is an app person. Hinge. Hinge. I'm a big fan of Hinge. Okay. Uh, Bumble is a lot of casual hookups. I feel. Yeah. And uh, Coffee Meets Bagel is the flake, the flakiest people I've ever met. <laughs> uh, wouldn't go on an app named Bagel. Okay. There's also Dil, there's also Dill Mill, which I is refuse. the Indian only. For those listening, would you go on Dill Mill? It's the Indian. It's like J in, J Swipe, but for Indian people, right? Dill Mill. I've been on Dill Mill, and it's just terrible interface, and it's pretty much the same people you see on all the. Have you noticed that? It's the same people. And I'm sure, I'm not saying like I am one of those people that I'm sure somewhere a girl is like, oh my god, this guy. I keep seeing him rotating on the apps, like. You Probably. See, you see the same people. You see the same friend groups. Like, yes. Like, it's like, you know, I may have dated someone years ago and then you, you know, you match with their friend and you're like, wait, I know this person. Yeah. And, and, and everyone's perpetually single and seeing each other. It's so. kind of disgusting. So now I'm crying and emo, uh, recovering as we speak. And you're talking to someone gorgeous. <laughs> We're going to take it back now. And then we'll fast forward again because I am talking to a lovely gentleman right now, but we'll talk about that later. So long story short, I was gutted while you were getting gutted. <laughs> and now let's talk about what happened to you. And all of this has happened to both of us in March. <laughs> so start from the beginning, Dits. Oh, it's so hard. Uh, probably starts to uh, end of Jan. Um, I was supposed to go to India to see my grandma. Instead, I got COVID. And I just got out of a, of a 
you know, not super serious relationship, but we've been dating for a little bit. But and we were talking through but that. We were talking through it. It was fine. It was like, it was the right decision for, for both of us. And boom, COVID happens. My whole family gets it. And we luckily all recovered. But while I had COVID, I was also just kind of on Instagram and talking to people. And there was this one girl in India who I like kind of knew. And, um, you know, we were just chatting and she's like, hey, yeah, like I've been in India for most of, of lockdown, but like I'm here in New York now. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm here, but I have COVID. And she was like super nice to me. And she was like calling me, FaceTime, like sending me soup, like really nice stuff. Like, oh, this is such a genuinely nice person. And when I, you know, when I finished my my quarantine, I, I was like, is it would be crazy if we grabbed a drink? And to be clear, like this is someone where I actually, I talked to her and we had like a mutual family friend who like was like, oh, this is the sweetest girl ever. You guys will get along. And I have to say, she's, you know, the most attractive person I've ever been out with. Fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like I approved. I was like, Oh shit, she's really hot. And we we And hit, I had been helping you, honey. You did, you did. And I think for me it was a lot about confidence. And I was like, oh Anish, like this girl's way too attractive. Like I I I don't think I'm good enough. You're like, you like you just need to go and shoot or shoot, right? Which was both the right and wrong advice here. Um basically we hit it off immediately. You know, we did a little outdoor dining, we did some bubble dining. February was a weird time in New York, like where I think it was it was limited what you could do, but it almost made dating better because I, I had to come up with creative solutions, like safe and creative ways to eat and drink. And we we hit it off. Uh, and I think we, we hung out almost every day of February because I know she was like, I'm in town and like, I'm here for some work. And, you know, I'm going to go back to India at some point mid to late March. And like, you know, until then we should hang out as much as possible. So I was like, yeah, you were smitten. Things are going well. Things are going well. And then, you know, we made it to Valentine's Day and I guess, you know, did some cool stuff, went to the Natural History Museum and, you know, did did some more really fun bubble dining. And then uh, we ended up spending the night. We just had a good time. We we fooled around. We, we talked a lot. We really, it was mostly the talking. And it was just Connection. like, we, for me, it was, that was when it was like, this is real. This feels real. We're talking about our like deepest, darkest secrets, insecurities, like all like hopes and dreams. It was like everything was aligned. And I was like, I've never had such an intimate experience with someone. And it, it goes beyond physical or sexual or anything like that. It was just, it just felt yeah. right. And I, and then she was like, you know, we, you know, you're the person for me. And I was like, well, we just met. She's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we should get engaged at some point. I was like, well, you know, it's, it's been a couple of weeks, but you know, let's hold off. Let's let all the, you know, let's all, let all the parents meet each other. But she, you're wrapped up in this too. So I think in my head, I, I still have my guard up a little bit and I'm, you know, my mom loves her, gets along with her. My dad's like, she, she's gorgeous, perfect girl for you. My sister gets along with her. Things are going great. And I was like, you know, let's see what happens. You know, I've met her siblings. There's her sisters like me. And then her parents came to town, which wasn't the plan. Because um, I remember I was like, look, like you're going to India. I'll meet your parents in India. Like, don't, you know, totally no fine. Deal. I, I was planning to go to India, visit my grandma. And we could all, you know, meet up there as well. And her mom is very controlling. Uh, over her life and she was just like who is this crazy you know who's this guy and i you know i was i think the way i treated this was very respectful i was like this is a traditional girl from india i'm definitely gonna be different than i would on a dating app and so i i did i will say like i did all the right things and um you know met met her she seemed the, the, her mother and father seemed perfectly fine and when our parents you know it it escalated it went real quick like like you were saying zero to 100 this was what my friends call TMTS, which is too much too soon. And I, the whole time I'm like, I don't know. It is too much too soon, but is it a cultural thing? Cause like in India stuff happens so quickly. Yeah. 
Like you'll hear someone be like, I'm engaged. I'm like, you were dating someone? Like what? And your parents met? That's huge. Yeah. And and the thing is, the fact that, you know, there was all this approval from the family and, you know, I had a family friend that vouched. I was like, I, I ha- I'm assuming this is just going to go all the way. And it turns out that, you know, her family was very money minded. Let's put it that way. And I joke about financial statements, but that's also because I'm a hot, rich bitch too, honey. Right, exactly. It's very different. So we thought that they were this sort of old family that, you know, they had, you know, they own land. Like everyone, you know, everyone's relatively well-to-do. And just you have to assume that the daughter would be taken care of in this family and like, don't worry about it. But I think the senses that we got and initially was the assumption that this family is, you know, looking for a bit of a payout. And I think they were talking like what would happen if they got married. We got, you know, our, the kids, me and this girl got married down the line. And, uh, you know, my mom basically just said, uh, our son will never get married without a prenup, which in American culture, I think in most places is very normal, especially if you're in a business family, you have assets to protect. And I think that kind of just set her off the wrong way. And I dated someone for 12 years who was very successful and I would have signed one. Yeah. And I think it's different. Like, the you know your ex you guys grew up together so yes. I think if you guys hadn't done a prenup it's a little different it was a, it, yeah. you know, you're almost best friends you grew but up I together. have no problem signing one is exactly. what I'm saying right exactly so that was a sort of red flag but I said all along this is the mother right this is what the mother is saying and I remember all the time this girl I was dating she said I don't care I don't need a prenup like or I I will sign a prenup I don't need any money like we could literally both leave our families start over with zero dollars and build something together yes. so that's, these are all the right things you want to hear right. So we have this trip planned to visit some friends of mine in Charleston last weekend. And on Thursday, you know, she had just stayed over and she helped me pack my bag. And I was like, I'm going to go buy the tickets because what's a good time? Perfect. Like, I'll, I'll send you the tickets. So her mom and her messaged me being like, hey, we have to talk around, you know, 2 p.m. for let's do a late lunch. I was like, OK. And in the meantime, we had plans to go to the Knicks game on Thursday night as well, which requires a PCR test. And I told her to get a PCR test. I got one. And she just didn't do it. And I was like, I had a bad feeling. I was like, all right, I'm not buying the Knicks tickets. Right. So I was like, I hope this Charleston trip still happens. I had a bad feeling. So basically, they show up. And they're just like, well, um, the mother's like, she's not going to Charleston with you. And I was like, excuse me? like." And how old is this girl? This girl's 30, turning 31 in the fall. And she just, I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, you're a grown 30-year-old woman. Your mom is telling you not to do something. Like, that's... It's bizarre. And it's not like this was like a surprise trip. Like I've been talking about this for like yeah. a week or two. And the mother just threw a temper tantrum. And my mom's theory is that she would have been okay had my mom played ball, aka been like, yeah, yeah, whatever money, like, don't worry. Like, we'll, we don't have to sign anything. Like, what's ours is yours, right? Which is not really how marriage works. So it's not realistic. So basically, that was her mom sending me a message. And I was just like, well, this is not okay. So I'm in a pretty bad mood. And she goes, no, it won't always be like this. I'm so sorry. And then the mother says, we have to go to Long Island to visit some relatives. So the whole weekend is tanked without her. So I'm like, screw this. I'm going to go visit my friends. I'm not taking my weekend. So I'm away. Um, and me and him are not talking. We're still not talking right now. On Friday, I have this bad feeling. I'm like, whatever. She's not responding. But, you know, she had been like, we're going to be okay. We're going to work through this. All words. Like, just all words. Uh, and then on Saturday afternoon, I'm walking around Charleston and I get a message with her saying, hey, uh, <laughs> I, I, laugh. I mean, you have to laugh. She goes, hey, I'm at the airport right now. 
in Bombay, which is like we were in a relationship. She told me she loved me and wanted to marry me. And she couldn't see her life with anyone else. And she I'm sorry. just couldn't message me on the way to the airport, at the airport gate, the, on the tarmac, like in the bathroom, which she definitely used at some point between purchasing the tickets and God knows what. And I, at this point, I'm just livid. And she's like, yeah, I know you're coming to India in a couple of weeks. Like we can hang out when you're here. I'm just like, I have taken enough abuse at this point. Like between like her mother insulting my family in so many different ways and her just being just the like just kind of cowardly and I I couldn't take it. So I sent a very nice and I, I sent this to a lot of people, a very nice email, very mature, saying why this isn't working. And I said I value and appreciate the time we spent together, but I think you're just a little too invested in your family and I need someone who's strong and independent and, you know, is in control of her own life. And that's okay. And I, I'm so lucky that we got to spend this time together. She sent back the most juvenile response ever, just basically trashing me and saying that we never really had a real relationship. And I'm just like, all right, well, then why are you mad? <laughs> like, why are you angry that if, if it never started the relationship, then, you know, I guess everything you said was lies. So my takeaway is that this was a family of con artists and she kind of targeted me from the get-go as someone- <laughs> This is that movie with Susan Sarandon and Jennifer Love You at Heart. Pretty much. I, it is. I think that they go, and I think there's some research my mom has done because she has not done any work in the last five days besides trying to figure out more information on this family, <laughs> that they go around trying to gold dig uh, wealthy or well-to-do Indian families with, with boys. But they haven't been successful. Well, well, they were almost successful. But not like their strategy makes no sense. Like why, you know, if anything, they should have waited a little bit longer and then waited till the marriage to do all this stuff. Once the guy has a kid, you know, once there's a kid involved, that's when the real rewards come in. Their issue is that they don't think long term. They think short term, what can we get? And I mean, they, they really didn't get much out of this. So basically, you met a girl through family friends in January. Mm -hmm. You were hot and heavy. Till last week when she said, I'm not signing up Rina, but I left and I'm in India. It, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, she's like, I love you. I want to be with you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And then like a day and a half later, she texted me from India. So you were in a Ponzi scheme. Pretty much. And this is like worse than being ghosted, I think. Like it's, it is a kind of ghosted. And then you texted me. And then I was like, uh, you're like, Anish? <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> what I, what my takeaway is we both have had these harrowing experiences and we both dealt with them in these ways that we wouldn't have before. In, in previous times, I would wallow. I would eat like crap. I would not get out of bed. I would just watch constant TV. Now I'm like, you know, back at the office, working out, reading a book. Get back on the apps. Back on the apps. I got back on the apps. As I was writing the breakup email. Right. We recover. We bounce back quicker. And I think a part of that is from being dead inside because, you know, it is it is tough to go from dead inside to have, have feelings. Like, I haven't had feelings in, like, two years. Same. And Three. part of that is because of COVID. Like, I just had no feelings for anyone or anything at all. And then part of it was from previous breakup. And now I just opened myself up again. And it, it really hurt. I'm not going to lie. It really hurt. Yeah. And... I want to I want to think I can have those feelings again for someone who isn't uh, a scammer or a con artist. And I think I can open myself up like for some sort of a, at least passion. I'll open myself up for some passion this spring summer. Same. And so I would like to update 
the listeners, as you know. So I bounced back because I was like, I don't dwell, Anish. You put yourself out there. It hurts. It sucks. You cried. You were wrecked. We talked about it all. But then that same weekend, I spent the day with a lovely gentleman. Mm -hmm. I'm spending the weekend again with him. And again, are we going to get married? Probably not. Are we even going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Probably not. But guess what? We're both open. We've discussed we're seeing different people, Mm -hmm. but we like each other's company and we don't know what's going to happen. We're both in limbo. A lot's changing in our lives respectively, but we like each other's company. So for now, why not? I think the key is to see when you're dating in your 30s, just take every experience and just be like this person. Obviously, one date doesn't matter. But if you see someone for like three, four, five dates, whatever it is, mini relationship, real relationship, these people came into your lives for a reason. And you came to their lives for a reason. And you might not see it now, but down the line, you will. And I think every major relationship, it leads to something. Yes. At some point, even if it hasn't happened yet. And I loved what you said to me cherish every relationship along the way that's right that's the best advice i've heard all week look even the toxic ones because this relationship i was in was very toxic even though at the time it didn't right and i wonder i think about this every day was it real was it fake and my therapist said who cares if it was real or fake the fact is this girl made you feel feelings that you thought you'd never have again you said you would never love someone again you said you would never be in a relationship again and you were so Even if it was fake, it doesn't matter. I learned in March that I could like someone again. Baby steps. Yeah. And I learned that someone could wreck me and I could like someone the next weekend. Right, exactly. So I think the important thing is, can you be wrecked and can you recover from it? How quickly? Because for me, last time it took like six months to a year. Now, it takes a week apparently. Yeah. And I think think what's tough for you is, you know, the, the saying is, the recovery time for relationship is like the same period of time as relationship. So, you know, this was a crazy six week fling, right? And maybe six weeks go by and I'm good. But I think the issue is you were in a 12 year. I mean, like that's so tough. So I think all things considered, three years actually isn't that bad of a recovery time. Yeah. I, I, I feel great now, but I'm meeting someone amazing right now. I mean, I think one takeaway is that this is probably the greatest time ever to be single. I'm on this show too, right? And so that's that's weird for some Indian guys. Yeah, but you're just making another point. Like you should be with someone who wants to date you for you, which is all your pluses, your minuses, your fears, your insecurities, negatives. They're dating you. You shouldn't have to change. If someone doesn't like the fact that you're on this successful TV show and like the star of the show, then they you shouldn't date them. Thank you. And you made me realize that as well because I did talk to you about that in the beginning, you know, where my family, the aunties, the community, people have told me, Anish, you need to tone it down. You're not going to get an Indian dude with this nonsense. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys might, they either might be jealous or they might just think that you're doing it for attention, but who cares, right? Like I personally would love to date someone who is confident, successful, independent. That like for me now, that's the most important thing. My my sister, she's an actress, and my brother-in-law, he loves that. He's- and that's why we connected also, because I knew Ditz was open-minded and normal, because I knew your sister was an actress mm-hmm. and married 
to a non-Indian. That's right. Non-Indian, non-entertainment. And, you know, he's happy. He's he's confident and it works for them. And so I want everyone out there, guys and girls, whatever you identify as, just be yourself. Love will come to you. And even, and if it doesn't, who cares? I also don't believe in don't go looking for it. It will come to you. I wasn't fucking looking, okay? And I was single for like three years. Well, you also, need to put yourself out well, there. Well, there's also an in-between because like you were living at home, right? So that Yeah, was, but you need to put yourself out there. True. And I think it goes back to the shooter-shoot mentality, which, you know, it can, it can hurt. <laughs> it can <laughs> hurt. And the guy I'm talking to right now, that's the front runner because I am talking to a few because we've learned, right? You want to talk to a few people and see what, what happens. What I've learned is there is a max. Like you shouldn't be talking to 20 people. Talking to three. Three is good. Um, like two to three is like the ideal number of people to talk to. Four to five, maybe. And one, zero is sad. And one is you're, you might get your heart broken. <laughs> so I'm talking to this guy and I'm spending a few weekends with him now. And what I love is he doesn't care about the show, my IG, the nonsense. He has his own shit going on and he's too busy. And we, we talk when we talk, when he has time, it's me. But he's not Googling me or watching my IG story all day and wondering what I'm up to because he has his own stuff going on. And we want to meet people who are additions, not completions. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I will say that, you know, this last person I dated, a big part of it, she was always telling me how, you know, we're both like incomplete and we're complete together, which I realized was just like some crap from a rom-com, I'm That's assuming. That's from a movie, honey. I I'm pretty <laughs> sure that like everything she said was from a rom-com she had seen at some point. And I was like, okay. We're in a tough period of time right now, whether you're single or not. I think the people in relationships that started during COVID, if you're still together, like more power to you. Congrats. Like congrats. If you're single, God bless you. You're in the best possible scenario. And if you're in a long-term relationship, you know, you know, you've made it. And like, we're almost at the end. COVID is almost over. We're all going to get vaccinated. We're going to get our vaccines. We're going to party Pequot this summer. It's going to be awesome. So let's see what happens to us. And, and I think one thing that's important, at least for marriage, what I've learned is, you know, obviously everyone knows about the passion of the romance, but I think my friends will agree. What's important is to find someone who's, who will accept you for you, who is stable. And there's a, there's a base level of friendship and respect, right? It's not all about just crazy sex. We all love that, but it's got to be something else. I just want someone to pull my hair before Pequap. That's all. <laughs> I think another bit of advice I would say is, which I'm probably not, I'm going to probably fail to listen to You're my own advice. You're the worst. I will not listen to my own advice. Don't get into a serious relationship with the first person you hook up with during Pequap summer. And that's yeah. probably what I will do. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it before I do it. You're a serial relationship guy. Right now is my period of solo reflection time. And of course, happy April Fool's Day. If this episode taught you anything, you know what they say, only fools rush in. Take it easy, guys. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.